Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. A short, about a 13-minute Bible study every single day, getting us into God's Word and thereby helping us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But it also helps us to stay in focus on our relationship with God and also on our souls. Those are important, and it helps us to have a more spiritual and positive mindset to be able to deal with, the, with life every day. Help people in your life. We encourage this all the time by sharing these short studies with everybody you can every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, but share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around, come to God through Jesus Christ, and end up in heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also it'll be a great blessing for you. So make up your mind and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study talking about being just a Christian. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. What a revolutionary idea for so many people because they've never thought about being just a Christian. They think about being a member of some denomination and that's the identity that they hang out there when somebody asks them, well, what are you, what are you religiously? And they'll name their denomination. But they won't say, I'm just a Christian. In fact, they won't even say, I'm a Christian right up front. They'll say, I'm, a, I'm a, this denomination or that denomination or that denomination over there. Those terms of identity will come first before they even think about saying, I'm a Christian let alone, I'm just a Christian. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing else. Well, we're talking about just a Christian. That principle is a message of unity because it does away with the concept of denominationalism, which is division dividing those who believe in Christ, those who believe in Christianity, into countless, countless groups that have their own belief systems, their own doctrinal beliefs, their own teachings, their own plans of salvation, their own names, and so on. But just a Christian. Boy, what a, not just a revolutionary concept, but a biblical concept. You never see those denominational names. The vast, vast, vast majority of them, almost 100% of them, you never see them in the scriptures. And yet, churches insist on hanging those names on the front of their church building. Where did they get those names? Not from the Bible, not from the scriptures. In Romans chapter 16 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul wrote, greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. Churches of Christ, what does that mean? Literally, the churches that belong to Christ. What a great title or name of identity designating our absolute loyalty and our absolute identity being with Christ. Well, Christianity is also a message not just of unity, but of pure Christianity, because it goes right back to the Bible as our only authority in our Christian beliefs. Unity on doctrine has to be absolute. 
We can't say, well, you all believe what you want, we'll believe what we want, just a matter of interpretation. Now, we've already seen that that is absolutely contradictory to what the scriptures teach. The Apostle Paul, uh, rather the Apostle Peter said, no, no matter, uh, n no prophecy of scripture is a matter of private interpretation. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So it's not a matter of your private interpretation or my private interpretation. It's a matter of God's interpretation. God's interpretation. We're supposed to believe the same thing and practice the same thing and teach the same thing. And we talked about how Paul rebuked soundly the congregation and repeatedly, we might say, the congregation of the Lord's church at Corinth because of their division because of their division. We talked about how the gospel of Christ cannot be changed and still be the gospel of Christ. Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through, through 9. Once you change it, it's no longer the true gospel. And the same thing can be said of scripture, God's word. When you start changing it, it's no longer God's word. It's your word now. And, the, and, and in the Revelation, chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, it warns against adding anything to God's word or taking anything away from God's word on the, on the pain of standing condemned by God. Well, seven points of basic Christian doctrine, as we read in Ephesians chapter 3, verses 4 through 6, one Lord, one faith one baptism, one body, and so on. Well, the seven points of basic Christian doctrine, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father, also one hope, one body, one spirit. So, one spirit, the Holy Spirit. There's only one Holy Spirit. There's only one Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There's only one God and Father in heaven. There's only one hope of our forgiveness and salvation and eternal life, and that's the gospel of Christ. There's only one body, it says. What is that body? The body is identified as being the body of Christ, Ephesians 1, verses 22 and 23. Colossians 1 and verse 18. Colossians 1 and verse, verse uh, 24. One body, which is the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not a whole host of thousands of different denominations, but there's only one true church in God's eyes, according to his scriptures, according to his word. Now, what about that one baptism? Boy, denominations get all hung up over this. They teach different things. They practice different things. They hold different positions. Should you be baptized? Well, yeah, you should. Well, what about... Is it necessary for salvation? Well, no, it's not necessary for salvation. Then why should you be baptized if that's your position? See, that's self-contradictory. You should be baptized. Well, what if I'm not? Are, am, I, am I not saved? Well, no, no, it doesn't mean you're not saved. Well, then why should I be baptized? You see, mixed messaging going on there. The one baptism has three basic purposes. The first is forgiveness. Baptism is the point at which a person is cleansed of the guilt of his sins by the blood of Christ shed on the cross. Many on Pentecost, being convicted of their sin, they asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, what shall we do? And Peter responded, repent 
That is, repent of your sins. You rejected the Savior. You've got to come to him. And let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Acts 2 in verse 38. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, when the Lord sent a Christian man, Ananias by name, to teach Saul of Tarsus, who would later become the Apostle Paul after he became a Christian, Ananias came to Saul and said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling in the name of the Lord. Acts 22 and verse 16. When Jesus told the apostles to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature or to all creation, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. Mark 16, 15, and 16. As Matthew recorded the Great Commission in Matthew 28 and verse 19, Jesus told the apostles to go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. You see, baptism was at the central point of preaching the gospel to everybody, everywhere, all through the world. Now, you should see how denominations try to jump through all kinds of distorted hoops to explain baptism away as being necessary for salvation. And then also, is baptism sprinkling, pouring, rubbing some water on a baby's forehead? Is it infant baptism? You never see those examples anywhere in the New Testament scriptures. But yet, we're buried with Christ in baptism. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5. Raised up with him from that watery grave of baptism after being immersed in that water as we would be as we would put all, be put all the way into a grave, a physical grave. We're immersed in that water, buried in that water buried with him through baptism, and raised up to walk in newness of life. He came forth from that physical grave, reborn. I should not say reborn. Made alive, brought back to physical life. And when we come up out of that watery grave of baptism, we're forgiven of our sins. We're made new, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We have been born again, John 3, verses 3 through 5, of the water and the Spirit. Interesting, isn't it? But again, denominations are all over the map when it comes to baptism. And yet right there, one of the basic seven points of Christian doctrine in Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6, says there is one baptism, and only one baptism. There's no explaining that away and staying true to God's word. So, A third purpose of baptism is to bring a person into Christ. We're baptized into Christ Jesus, Romans 6 and verse 3. We're baptized into Christ, Galatians 3 and verse 27. And did you know that those are the only two verses in the entire New Testament that have the phrase into Christ preceded by a means of coming into Christ? And in both cases, it says we're baptized into Christ. Christ? One baptism. Only one true baptism. And it is for the purpose of forgiveness, and it is also for the purpose of salvation, and it is also the point at which we come into Christ. Interesting. Interesting. 
And we need to understand that teaching, that basic point of Christian doctrine, and we need to embrace it if we want to be just a Christian. Nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else. Remember, Jesus did not come to establish denominations. Now, there are some denominations who will try to explain. But you know, John 15 and verse 5, Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. The branches are all these different denominations. Wrong. First, the church had not even yet been established on the earth when Jesus uttered those words of explanation. And he was speaking to individual followers of him, specifically the apostles. There were no denominations at that time. He said, I am the vine, you, individual followers of mine. Today we would say individual Christians. You are the branches, not denominations, and not denominationalism. Oh, yes. Just a Christian is a message of pure Christianity. We'll move on next time. Let's pray. Father, help you. Father, thank you for loving us and letting us love you. Thank you for blessing us in so many ways, and thank you for giving us the gospel message of forgiveness and salvation, of eternal life. Thank you for sending your Son to die on that cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins and to establish his church, his body of believers upon this earth. Help us to truly be his body. Guide everyone, we pray along this line. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.